Good morning, almost lunchtime. Let me start by saying um, I don't have a script. And I'm about to try some new things, and we're just going to explore, see how this works. Uh, I'm going to maybe try to put more content out for us. But here's the deal. Uh, we're going to have to learn how to live a little bit differently, I think. And that's mm, maybe stressful. Uh, once again, I have no script, so somebody could walk into my office and join this live video. Um, but I'm going to talk at the screen, pretending that people are listening. And what I want to do is I want to maybe give more opportunities to engage, more opportunities for us to, to learn, to teach things I'm thinking about, things I'm struggling with, um, and interact with us digitally. Because it might be a thing that we have to get better at. Um, dare I say it might be forced to get better at. And so there's no better time to start practicing than now. So I do have a script. Um, do not have a script, I'm sorry. Uh, so I have a couple things I, I thought of this morning that I wanted to say that had been going through my brain a little bit. And uh, and I'm, I'm gonna share them and then, hey, if, if some people interact, you share the video, you, we do it again another day. I'm just gonna try to be consistent uh, talking to you guys. And so I think it's important in this season. I've been in two states now that have been uh, uh, focused on one type of industry within the economy. Uh, yesterday when I was watching uh, the news and seeing the oil prices drop, I kept thinking, oh my goodness, I live in a state that's all driven by energy, driven by energy. And it reminded me of 2008 living in Detroit when the uh, auto industry was imploding. And I remember the fear and the chaos and the, uh, the foreclosures and people losing their jobs and I mean a bunch of people moved here because of losing jobs in Michigan and and how crazy that was and I I don't know if I've ever paid attention to the news that much in my life or watched the Dow ticker like I was doing yesterday yesterday felt like 2008 to me in some ways where I was just watching uh, the scrolling Dow ticker and the oil prices and all these different things and I was like what am I doing this is crazy this is reminding me of a time you know 12 years ago so I know that feeling. I know the fear of, of what could come. And to be honest with you, I was feeling fearful too. I was, I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to our economy? What's going to happen to our little church? What's going to happen to what we're trying to accomplish? And so I was panicking. But then as, a, as the day progressed on and um, cool heads prevailed and I stopped actually watching Fox Business Channel, I just started to think, what what's the best way that we can begin to attack this fear, because uh, it's going to come in waves. It'll be it'll be heavy maybe one day. It'll be easy another day. Some some sectors of our of our beautiful Casper won't even be touched. Um, kids, you know who knows, who knows. And so um, I was reminded of a verse, uh, and I'm not trying to be overly teaching or overly pastoral, but uh, I guess that's my job. So like I said, no script. Just see what happens. But uh, in Psalm 46, which is a famous verse, which we all know, um, and you've heard it before, you might not have known the location, but it says, Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. And um, it's not that that verse is actually that encouraging. Actually, I call that a grandma verse. Those are grandma verses, verses that grandmas say to their grandkids. Um, I remember uh, those are platitude verses, things that we say when we don't know what else to say. And I always have a tough time with those because um, there are a lot of them in Scripture that we just say 
Uh, we add it as like punctuation on the end of a spiritual conversation. Uh, and, and I'm not sure we grasp the depth or even the, even if we feel the feels that we're supposed to feel from those verses. Um, I get kind of pretzeled up. I turn into a pretzel uh, emotionally sometimes when I'm um, on my day off, when I'm watching the news. And I kind of get knotted up and knotted up and knotted up. And, I, and I'm really good, like I said on Sunday, of pointing out and finding all the, the negative things, everything that could be bad and what's going to happen if this happens and what will happen if this happens. And, and um, to be attacked uh, in my brain that way is, is difficult sometimes for me. And I just remember being told platitude verses like, be still and know that I am God. And going, that doesn't do much for me at all. That has nothing. It doesn't even help. Why would you even say that to me? It doesn't help. It doesn't fix today. It doesn't fix that oil is $23 a barrel or whatever. It just doesn't fix. It doesn't fix that there's potentially could be hundreds of people losing their jobs around here. And um, that stinks. It stinks to feel that way. But go deeper. Let's drill down a little bit deeper on that. Be still and know that I'm God. Okay, so let's just stop. Let's rest. Let's pause. Let's not freak out. Let's not make any decisions. Let's just pause and say, well, okay, I have faith. I believe in God. I trust. So what's next? If... If you take the time to watch this video, and uh, hey, Marie, I see you're there, or at least we're there, um, you can keep turning with me in Scripture right now, because I'm going to keep going through Bible verses for just a few minutes. Um, Matthew 28, I thought of this earlier today. Matthew 28, we get this uh, challenge and promise, or commission and promise, um, and at the end of the Great Commission... Uh, Jesus goes through and says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, and this is the promise, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. Be still and know that I'm God. And then you, you get this connection, this promise from Jesus before Jesus goes into heaven. And he says, I'll be with you. To the end of the age. Now, the end of the age, I mean, that's who knows when that's going to happen. Sometimes people think that the economy is the end of the age. When that goes up and we all lose our jobs, that's the end of the age. It's, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, but to say be still, to stop and not make any decisions, and know that I'm God, and then connect it to this relationship that we have with Christ to where he says, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age, always to the end of the age. Um, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean things are going to be great all the time. It doesn't mean things are going to be perfect all the time. It doesn't mean we're not going to get coronavirus. I mean, it doesn't mean that things will be perfect. Um, today's scripture reading, if you're doing the reading with us as a church, is uh, Acts 7, which is the stoning of Stephen. I mean, stone, Stephen received Christ. He believed in Jesus. And then he was killed murdered for proclaiming truth. I think what happens is, is we get this be still and know that I'm God and then everything will be worked out. Everything will be perfect. Everything will be great. Everything will be the way that I've designed it or the way that I want it. And, and what the promises are in this is that God is saying, I'm, I'm God and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be exalted above everything. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to relate to you 
and I will be with you to the end of the age. So here's, here's, uh, here's the connection I'm making. I don't know if you're following or tracking with me, but here's the connection. If we have a promise that God's God, and he'll be the, he's going to be exalted regardless of what happens on the earth. And Jesus is saying, I've come to establish relationship with you so that you can have a relationship with God. And I'm going to be with you to the end of the age. Then here's what needs to happen for all of us, and including myself, more so on my days off when I'm able to watch Fox Business. There needs to be this well that's dug spiritually. And uh, so if you want to flip with me in scripture again, John 7. I'm going to go to John 7. John 7 has this cool passage um, that I forget about and I don't read very often. John 7, um, verse uh, 37, says this. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It's not that out of his heart will flow everything that he wants. Out of his heart, everything will happen the way he desires. Out of his heart will flow living water. And so to me, what happens is when I get turned into knots or I get like kind of stressed out or I watch the news and I start to have these flashbacks or even PTSD of when GM went bankrupt and everybody lost their jobs in Detroit to what's going to happen here in, in Wyoming if oil continues to plummet and energy starts to go... <laughs> I get twisted up again, like I said. And Jesus is promising that living waters will flow from those who believe. Now, what's a living water? <laughs> Listen, I don't want that to be a platitude. I don't want that to be a um, I don't want that to be a thing that we say as like a grammar verse, like be exalted and know that I'm God. Living water has this thing that connects back to Stephen. That regardless of, of my situation, regardless of my scenario, regardless of the day, whatever the day brings, life will happen around me. Because as a follower of Christ, I become an ambassador of hope. Can we fix people's bank accounts? Nope. Can we write, can we give somebody a job if they lose it? Nope. Can we fix somebody's illness? Yeah, we pray for healing. But do we give hope? And does hope produce life in people? Does hope say, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do it again? Does hope say, you know what, I'm going to find a way to figure this out? Does hope say, oh, yeah, God is God. And he's exalted. And I need, need to trust in him. And what I think hope does is turn these verses that we think of as platitudes or punctuation on a spiritual conversation to real life giving verses, real life giving scripture. And so the living water to produce life is what, what we want to do. So that's a well. That's a, let's, let's dig wells. How do we dig spiritual wells uh, today? And this is, I think, one of the things I'm thinking about with, with what, let's say that, that uh, let's just project a little bit and say, hey, you guys shouldn't be meeting together in large groups because of the transmission of coronavirus. Okay, well, how do we begin to feed each other and help each other grow spiritually? Well, this is something I'm going to practice. This is, I'm trying new things out. Can we, can we create a conversation online? Can we spur each other on? Can we, can we help dig each other's wells so that we can grow and cast out fear, push out fear, actually not think about the stress of the day or the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Um, 
can that happen by us digging wells and and doing and having living water flow out of them? Because we have these promises that we believe in, that God is God and is exalted above, and be still and know Him, know that He's God, and Jesus will be with us to the end of the age. And if you believe in Him, there's a well that can be dug daily. There's one last passage that I I think is interesting. And it's, it's kind of the end game, the end of the story. And it's Revelation, Revelation chapter 11. And it gives this, um, it's the seventh trumpet. Let me read this, Le- uh, Revelation eleven fifteen. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were, a loud vo- there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Then the 24 elders who sat at their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was. For you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came. And the time for the dead to be judged, and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. It's a great promise that we have at the end. So you get this, if you read through uh, all of uh, Psalm 46, you get this picture that, that, um, that the psalmist is experiencing hardship. He's experiencing uh, being taken captive. He's experiencing war. He's experiencing these things that make him feel entrapped. And, and then you have the verse 46.10, Psalm 46 says, Be still. Stop. Just stop. Stop twisting yourself up and know I'm God. And as we take the story through Scripture, as we, as we continue to read the story out and see how God's continuing to, to enact his will on earth and continuing to redeem creation, and we, we have the arrival of Christ, and, and Jesus says, go into the nations and show them and teach them and baptize them and everything I've done, because I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk step in step with you. And I'll continually remind you that God is God so be still and continue to serve, continue to work, continue to do the things, continue to be an agent of hope. Because from that hope, you're going to be giving living water. You'll be able to pour out water. You'll refresh the soul daily. And eventually we'll arrive at this point to where the kingdom of this world, the, what, the chaos that we're experiencing today, will become the kingdom of God. And that, it's hard to feel that daily. And I think um, as followers of Jesus, it's something that we have to, to continue to practice because it's so difficult. It is so difficult. I joke about it a lot at church. I, I'm a professional Christian. I get paid to be a Christian. And so it's I get paid to study. I'd like, I'm reading books. This is what I do. I get to, I get to read books and study my Bible when I'm here and, and organize uh, things and, and prepare to teach and do things like this where I get to talk. To, to the church, but and I, I know this, and I still get twisted up with the chaos of this world. I get twisted up and, and, and just pretzled to where it feels like, oh, this is so overwhelming, and I'm supposed to have the answers. And so, um, I don't know if that's encouraging. I hope it is, because I've been through this, and I, I hate it, and you guys have been through this too. This is, um, Wyoming's a boomer bust uh, state, isn't it? And uh, we're going to do it together, but let's as we do this, as we try to navigate the next few weeks, few months, um, whatever the Lord has in store for us, let's continue to trust, be still, and know He's God. Let's 
press in or as, as actually the vice president continues to say, and I was joking about it last night, the vice president says lean into a lot when he's talking about the coronavirus testing, which you, you can like as a telltale sign that you're a Christian. When you say the word lean into, lean into, you're like, ah, let's, but let's lean into the fact that, that Jesus is going to be with us to the end of the age. He promises that. He promises it to his, he promises to, promises that to his followers so much so that if you're reading through Acts with us right now, you'll see that Stephen believed that so much that he died for it. Like he was killed, murdered for it. But that sort of life that happens is a, is a well that we're digging every day. Every day we dig this well that, that allows us to draw living water from so that we're, that we're refreshed, our souls refreshed, that we have this hope. And that's, that's the difference. That's the thing that I think we have. That's the currency that we can continue to provide. We can't fix all of the things of this world because that's not our job to fix all the things. But we are, are, are distributors of hope daily. And and I, I want to I want us to just be constantly thinking of that. Um, how do I how do I administer hope? How do I give hope to someone? How do I how do I shower someone with hope? Because I do know that seventh trumpet, like we read in Revelation, is going to blow at some point, and the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord. Meaning meaning the de- hear, hear this. All of this chaos we experience now is going to be redeemed, not to make us better but because it's proving that we should have been still and know that God is going to be exalted above everything. And that, I hope that encourages you today. I'm going to continue to try to do things like this. Some days might just be silly and we might just talk or might just talk at you. Um, But how are you digging holes? How are you experiencing the living water that John 7 talks about? How are you, how are you able to dip your ladle in and drink from that. Um, and some of us experience it differently. We've talked about that. Some I enjoy reading and studying. Um, some people need to hear worship and listen to worship or worship. Uh, others need some time of solitude or prayer. Um, I, here's one thing I think that we're gonna have to learn how to do digitally. How do we have a discussion? How do we begin, how do we have a dialogue with one another or feed one another uh, through through conversation? And so we'll explore doing some of those different things. But hey, this is 18 minutes, no script. <laughs> and so I appreciate uh, you guys. I love serving here at Casper. We're gonna continue to work hard to do good things, and I'm gonna watch the news less uh, during the week. I hope. Because yesterday was bonkers, wasn't it? So, hey, love you guys. Have a good day. Um, See ya. Bye, Marie.